0: How do you find the right stories to tell for clients? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions. So you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things. This is the Command Z Show.
1: And welcome back to the Command Z Show. Is that good?
0: I think it's pretty good.
1: That was a good one. All right. That's going to be it now. Uh, Shelby, how you doing?
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, today is a special day for me, personally, because my favorite band, Sparks, put out their 26th album today. So I have been jamming. It's great. Uh, I have, I have oh. a Sparks-specific beret on. <laughs> my life is great I right is. now
1: <laughs> all right so some follow-up questions mm-hmm. what is sparks and 26
2: albums 26 that
0: has to be albums. studio albums the... that's not considering like compilations live albums working with france ferdinand the band from scotland that has nothing to do with any of that 26 studio albums
1: that has to be like like multiple a year
0: well, they start okay, so the band is they started in sixty six so okay, they've had some time Maybe not they've had All some right. time. Um, but no, they're fantastic. They're incredible. They're a wonderful band. so I've have
1: been, you how many times have you listened to it today oh, so far?
0: so many times it it came out early in England, so I got to hear a little bit of the release before it came over to the states last night. So I was like right. in my car at eleven p m last night, listening to the records, so been a good day for shelby so we're good. We're flying oh, high. C-
1: congratulations i'm, I'm really happy for you and this <laughs> day that you get to have <laughs> it's great uh i i wish i'd get excited about bands releasing music now i don't think i got that excited it's been many years since i've gotten excited about that, but i'm, I'm jealous that's what i'm saying
0: you should be get in there get get with the sparks fans i guess
1: i gotta see what this is all about <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, let's jump into it here. You're sure? We have a question.
0: Question of the day: How do you find the right stories to tell clients, or tell four clients? Sorry.
1: Boo! You. Uh, it. <laughs> I'll say it again
0: for the edit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, go ahead. Let's hear it.
0: How do you find the right stories to tell for clients?
1: Oh, that's a good question. You got that right on the first try, huh? One hundred percent i I really like this question because it's it's not something that people think about very often. I don't think um, like when when people see the work that that we do or other work that other people do, they can say things like, "Oh wow, that was like a great story." Very few people actually ask, like, where did that come from?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And to be quite honest, most people would just say, "I don't know. I just thought it up," you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that answer has never been good enough for me because I'm no. I'm always I'm always trying to like figure out what the formula is to be able to create these things, you know.
0: It's not very satisfactory.
1: Right. So. I think this is one of those things where it, it starts with everybody is different in this world. Everybody has had different experiences. Everybody comes from a different place. Everybody has their own stories in their own life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's something that's kind of strange to, to me sometimes because I, I put everything into stories in, in my life. Like I very much see my life as a book. Mm-hmm. And I thought that everybody did that. And maybe a lot of people do. But um, I'm just coming to find that that's just, that's not a thing that a lot of people do.
0: I, I, I do it. So you're you're good. We're on the same page. And,
1: good. All right. Because um, I tried to tell my wife about it. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um,
0: well, every moment's its own little scene, right?
1: I think that's it. And like, for me, it's like, I very much thought about this since I was in college. So this is 15 to 17 years ago um, where I'm like, it very much feels like a chapter is ending and a new chapter is beginning. Mm-hmm. And I remember even talking to some friends about that idea. I'm like, this is, this is the end of a chapter right now. Like it's, it's kind of sad, but like this book is far from over. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Again, maybe that sounds super weird to people, but. Like, I I very much section off things in my own life by by chapter.
0: Oh, I think think that's... I don't think that's a weird thing, though. Because, I mean, we all go through, like, transitional periods, which are chapters, essentially.
1: Right. It's... I guess what I like... I like to know when a new chapter has begun and when one has ended. Yeah. But every so often, you find that, like, oh, man. Like, last year, a chapter actually ended and I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway... All that to say, like again, we all have these these stories. We have these paragraphs in our stories that can sometimes be a, a a moment, and sometimes that paragraph can last for a year or more, right? Um. So, I think that for me, like I'm I'm very much story minded. To begin with, so. Um, Any time that I go into a project with a client. I mean, that's, that's what we want to do is we want to understand the book that they've written so far. Yeah. We want to understand what chapter they're on right now. Um, and not, I don't know. Weirdly, like I say this all the time where it's like, it. it's not just their story, but it's your story too, as a maker. Mm hmm. It's where, where is the interse- intersection of your story and their story? And to me, that's where the most authentic and you know, heartwarming, just emotional stories come from that right there. And when I say emotional, I'm not just saying making people sad. I'm saying any range of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think part of that is that you, you always want to work on things that move you personally, right? Like, you need to find the art in what you're making, even if it's for a Fortune 500 brand. Yeah. And if you yourself have no emotional connection to the thing that you're making, it's not, it's not going to have an emotional impact. No. And that's not always a bad thing. Like, sometimes we don't always want to go for the feelers. But I guess also in, in in my story, I've also realized that I want to move people, mm-hmm. right? Like I I think most of us do, right? Like it's it's a really special thing to be able to change someone's emotion. It sounds, maybe it's kind of egotistical to say potentially, but it's just a really special feeling when you can just within a couple of minutes potentially, just completely change somebody's world and almost change their story. Yeah. Um you wanna keep going off of that? Yeah,
0: there 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 is a certain power in um being able to to make someone feel something. Um, and I don't think that, I think it gets overlooked a little bit. And even going in with with brand work, something that I like when I go and I speak to, especially like groups of film students, usually my audience. Um, when I go chat with like especially young film students, and they're like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna move out to Atlanta or to LA or Toronto or wherever, and I'm never gonna make a single branded work ever in my life. I will just be working on movies." like, that's not how it works. You will be working on branded work at some point in your life. I mean, Scorsese just shot a commercial with Timothy Chalamet in New York. You know? I mean, you do it all your life. And you have to be able to find the stories in that. And you need to be able to to find joy yourself in it and find a story that you appreciate. And I think a lot of it comes down to all, all... Storytelling is what kind of makes us human. I think, um, it's able to encapsulate the the human experience, our humanity. And at our core, we all are experiencing the same central themes. We're experiencing love, loss, family, you know, love for your home. It's loyalty, you know, whatever it is, we all are having those, those same themes within our lives. And it, it's really not that different if you're trying to bring that out in a branded story or in maybe a more personal, artistic, in air quotes, right. work. Um, and I think there's a certain power in being able to find the story in, in that.
1: Right. And that, that kind of gets me to this idea of like telling your own stories and telling stories for, for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're, you're never going to be able to, you'll never be able to tell somebody else's story until you figure out how to tell your own story. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of people try to, to skip. And whenever people skip that, that's when we start to get those like cringy stories where we're like, uh, this is just awkward.
0: It's not relatable.
1: Right. So I think that's kind of the first part of it to, to be able to tell a, a brand story, you have to be able to. To tell your own story first Mm -hmm. and again this could be a story of a single paragraph a single chapter a single book yeah like that's that's what i i always that's what i'm always looking for in the stories that 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 we tell is like all right how big of a story does this need to be like, is this a story that we're telling that just happened over the course of like three minutes in time for one person? Is it one week? Is it, do we want to tell the whole history of the company in a story? Like, yeah, it's just trying to understand the scale of the story that we're trying to tell. But for me, I always love to go deeper and deeper and deeper. Like, I, I love to get down to the the moment, right? How do you define a moment? I think we've had that conversation before, but... Um, it, that, that moment can be four seconds of your life Mm -hmm. and to be able to create something based on that little thing right there. I think, I don't know. It's just, I think that's really powerful stuff. So again, so I think the first, the first stop on that, that journey is being able to tell your own story to be able to identify the, identify pages and chapters in your own book and be able to tell those things in an authentic way and once you can start doing that not to say that you have to but i think it becomes much more easy to be able to look at a brand at that point and say okay like what 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 are we trying to tell here like yes you need to understand things like business goals uh, and story goals and what are your own goals and that's where i say like I guess let me go into an example here. I think I've kind of talked about this before, but with the the first video that we did for Provide,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, for me, I was like, okay, how do I personally relate to a company that helps um, helps, um, vets and dentists and other doctors be able to get loans to be able to start their own practices? Mm-hmm. Like, have I ever done that before? No, no, I have not. Um, but I think that was the, that was again, the the first, first place that I went in that story was like, okay, let's go through the life of this person here. Let's try to understand what their journey is. And it didn't take me long because I was like, all right, first step. At what point do doctors say they want to be doctors? It's like, well, that's pretty early on in life from for a lot of people. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that people commit to it at that point and then that's what they do. But I was like, yeah, whenever a six-year-old, you ask a six-year-old what they want to do when they grow up, they only say a few things. Mm-hmm. And a doctor is is one of those things. And while I was thinking about that, I was like, well, one of the other things that they say is they want to be an artist. And that was me. So like, to me, that was that moment right there where it's like, Okay, our the way that we relate is when we're kids. Like, I, I understand that world. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or like that, that idea of discovering this thing that you want to do at an early age and then trying to go down that path to pursue it, right? And both paths. I won't say that one is harder than the other. Uh, well, one well, takes more time, I, obviously. <laughs> um but what I will say is like both of them are really difficult paths where the difficulty on those paths make people quit and do something else. Yeah. They, they, they struggle and they find out maybe that's not what they want to struggle with in life. So they do something else. So a lot of people want to do it, but very few people get to do it. So for me, that was, that was the moment right there where I was like, okay, that's, that's the story that I want to tell. And then at that point, it's like, okay, well, how do I get provide in, involved in this? Like, how how does that enter this conversation at all? And we don't want to do it in a cringy way, because that's just how it's always done, right? Yeah. Um, and we just, nobody likes those things. Like, like, let's focus on telling the story. And the brand is very secondary to mm-hmm. the story. Which, stopping there for a moment, like, that's, that's a place that can be really difficult for a brand when you try to explain to them or a client like, okay, yeah. Like uh, I want to tell a story and I want to put you as the secondary component of this story. Yeah. It's, it's a tough ask that a lot of people, it makes them very uncomfortable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But at that point I usually go into like, well, our goal is to get people to watch this. We're trying to create something meaningful here. How would we, like, I don't know, getting a a bigger company to make more money, that's not really the story we ever want to tell. And um, again, with, with Provide, it was easy because they, they had a clear mission and they're helping a very clear audience. And um, I think the biggest thing there was like, okay, well, how do we, how do we, show that audience that we understand who they actually are. And that's where it's like, okay, that's that connection. That's that thread right there of like, all right, going from a child, talking about how hard it was. um, And then one day kind of making this decision that you're like, Hey, I've, I'm doing well right now. And I want to kind of go to the ultimate goal here of owning my own practice. And right at the end, it's like, yeah, Provide helps you do that. Like, <laughs> that's kind of how we, we wanted to set all that up. So that's that's just kind of one example of working with an actual client. But what I'll say, again, is that it takes the right client to be able to push those stories as far as they can go. So when Early on, if, if we're sent an explainer video, a whiteboard animation, and they're like, yeah, we want to do this. I'm like, you don't get it. Like, this isn't going to work. And how am I supposed to do something that's not going to work?
0: I think with that, there's, it's, it's odd because I think a lot of times, like, especially in a lot of, I think it's changing right now, but I think in like the past in advertising, there is this push of like, okay, well, this company is going to change your life. going to be the most important thing in your world and the thing is is the brand and the, the company itself is always secondary to that person and that person's story you know it is just something that is helping them along their journey so when you have that being able to actually put that person's story first and how that brand or how that company is able to help them it's a much more human relatable story than just okay well you know this paper towel is going to change your entire life now it's like no but it does help you clean up messes in the morning when your kids are throwing cereal everywhere you know they it's very human moments of how does this how does this brand or how does this object or company help you in your own human space in your own relatable stories as opposed to it's changing your whole life because it's the best company ever you know, we, I think we're getting to the point where we're kind of seeing through the B, like the BS in advertising and we want human relatable stories.
1: Right. And I think that's, I think a lot of people will, will say that's like kind of like a buzzword right now, human relatable stories yeah. and authenticity. And yeah, it they're definitely buzzwords, but they're true. It's just kind mm-hmm. of where we're at right now. So that's, that's why I'm always saying like, all right, stop trying to make ads and tell stories because nobody wants wants to watch ads every single one of us if we can skip ads we would even me somebody that Mm -hmm. does this kind of stuff right like i don't want to watch them so why would i expect anyone else to so let's instead use that time as a as a bigger opportunity to do something else um to do something that is a little more unique and less cliche um yeah but uh, again i I think a lot of that comes down to i I think a lot of people can get behind that idea right Mm -hmm. a lot of people can say like yes we need to tell better stories but again whenever we start talking about like the how how do we tell those better stories
2: yeah
1: i don't i don't know if there is that clear answer other than like i said just like what what is it about you that you think is unique and and what is it about them that that is as well and a lot of that for us when we start down this this path of like talking to anybody about a project like that's what we're trying to identify is what stories already exist because sometimes you don't need to make one up Mm -hmm. um oftentimes there are really great stories to be told you just need to simply ask um
0: I think that's a key thing in there is asking the right questions because I think people right. are afraid to ask those questions. You know, they see a, a brand comes through, they're like, okay, well, this is what we want to do. And they just stick to that. They stick to the whiteboard animation. They don't want to go any deeper right. than that because it can be scary and it can be a bit frightening to pitch something that might be, you know, out of the water, a little different. That's that's a frightening thing because I mean you're putting your own brand on the line then as well in your own company right. or freelancer put you know, you you're putting yourself on the line by, by maybe pitching something that's a little risky. But sometimes it's good to take those risks because it does push their brand. It pushes yours as well, it pushes the work entirely. And it's something that if you are willing to ask those right questions and really get down to it, you can find the story quite easily if you're just willing to put in that little bit of extra work. It's just being curious, really.
1: Right. So a lot of people think that their job as a freelancer, creative business, whatever you are, is to just make the client happy. And I personally, it's not that I want to make them angry, but at the same time, I want to make them happy six months from now, not right now at this moment. Because what they're asking for, I mean, as... You know, as the expert in video that I feel I am sometimes <laughs> <Love> <laughs> um that. it's like well what what ultimately do you believe works, mm-hmm. and it would to me, it would be not right to just always make whatever what everybody asked for because it's like, no, no, no no, my role here is to. Help them with a business goal of some kind. They're not spending this money for fun. No. It's not it's not philanthropy, it's not just some entertainment. It's it's a way to push their brand and business forward. So whenever like to me, like that's the number one thing I go into these conversations with. So whenever someone's like, we want a whiteboard animation, I'm like, ugh, no. Like we're not doing that. And here's why. I don't believe in them. Yeah. Like, if you if you are 100% sure that's right for you, you go to one of these places on Fiverr or something. Like, you can get something exactly what you want. But if you want something that actually works, that is actually going to get people to really pay attention, then let's talk. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It, it can be weird. It can be awkward a little bit. But it becomes easier when you get that experience. And when you actually see the results... And those results can be very hard to measure. But when you start to do these kinds of things for people and you're like, Oh, like now I see it working. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that gives you all the confidence you need whenever you go into those conversations and you're like, no, like you want something good. That's going to work. Here's what we did for these people. And here's how that worked. Any questions? Like (laughs) that's, that's kind of what we, what we want to do, you know?
0: I think, um, I was talking about this. So last night, this podcast is sponsored by Make Create Club. Uh, (laughs) Make Create Club, last night, you can join for more. What's the amount, Matt?
1: Uh, It is, at the moment, $2.99 a month. $2.99
0: 299 a month. Wow, that is a that is a low rate to be able that to get is a access, crazy value. access to uh, a full community of creatives that you can talk to at a moment's notice and get feedback on things and be able to f- attend exclusive events like the one that I put on last night. So there's a <laughs> exclusive event that I put on last night at makecreateclub.com where you can sign up for 299 I um I talked about storytelling and what makes a great story. And so part of this was the longevity of stories. And something that I think is really interesting is the stories that we are still like teaching in school today. That the only reason so I was thinking a lot about like the Iliad versus the Odyssey. And why? Yeah, Yeah. because that's that's what I'm thinking about. Uh, What keeps me up at night? Why do we study the Odyssey and not the Iliad? So the whole thing is is the Iliad is so much less relatable to modern audiences versus the Odyssey, which the Odyssey is just about love and family and love for your home, right?
1: And loving your family, right? What? Wait, I said, and loving your family. Loving your family. Weird way.
0: In, yeah, I'm, a tr- I'm weird trying to way. remember the story there. <laughs> <laughs> but, so the Odyssey has like really, really relatable themes in it. Um, and it's an adventure, you know, it's the whole thing. And it was just made up of stories that had been told for, you know, hundreds of years that Homer finally put together, which, you know, none of those things are written by him. Newsflash. But um, that's my little history fact for you today. But <laughs> um, the Odyssey, though, is a really interesting thing because we are still studying that story. Today, in schools, you know, hundreds of years old. And why, why is that? It's because it's still relatable. When you're creating a brand piece, you want it to have longevity. You don't want it to just be, okay, well, this was great for two months. And now, what does it look like six months, a year later? You know, is it something that we'll look back on two years from now and see is, oh, you know, that was kind of cringe. You know, you don't want to make right. something that later on it's going to be cringy. You want it to be something that will stand the test of time. And I think with with great storytelling, if you're able to find those themes and find the story in it, be willing to ask the questions, not just do something, oh, well, this is trendy right now, you know, this is what, you know, what everybody's doing. If you can do something different and pull a good story out of it, it the the piece will last much longer and will have a much greater value for the for the brand.
1: Right. That's, that's a great point because yeah, like if you want like a simple explainer video that just kind of goes over some features of a product or something like that, well, those features are going to change. And like, not to say those videos aren't useful, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is if you want something that you can, a piece of content, you can almost build a company around. Yeah. It's something that tells a, a good story. Right. Mm-hmm. um now this is this is something that we we even faced with some of the the live action stuff even like more documentary style stuff, and we had conversation yesterday about a lot of this where it's like like okay, if we're gonna interview somebody, what are we gonna ask them and it's like, well, we gotta drill down pretty deep to understand their story a little bit um and and try to figure out, again, what, what those right questions are to ask during a live, or not live, but recorded interview, yeah. where we have limited amount of time.
2: And it's not scripted. Um, right,
1: right, right. And that's, mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'm getting to, is like, you can't always script the perfect story. So yeah. sometimes you got to try to tell the story from the other side of the camera, or to lead that story a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. you, it starts there, obviously, it ends with what you choose to put in and what you choose to leave out. Yeah um in the end but um anyway no that's uh there's i guess a few different places i can go there but uh, any any other thoughts
0: no i just i think it's i think it's interesting that longevity of the piece but i um i think too in this i talked a little bit about this yesterday this is probably a different little bit of a different tangent um Mm. but i do find it interesting i think really good storytelling is being really good at lying to tell the truth.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: so for me, I think I'm just a really good liar. That's able to, (laughs) (laughs) to be able able to pull the truth out of, out of, out of those stories, because especially, I mean, we we're typically working in fiction and even if you are working with an actual story of a brand, there is still a little bit of works of fiction. There's, um, you know, you're, adding some things in there you're subtracting some things you're choosing what you want to put in how you want to construct the story even if you're working with a personal story of someone you're still you're still making some things up you know we're not going to follow a perfect timeline you're still kind of seeing how the story would flow perfectly because normal stories in real life don't flow right you know chapters are longer than other ones some paragraphs are awkwardly short or awkwardly long you know it, there's there's a little bit of finessing to it that I think is interesting. And I think if you're a really good storyteller, you're a really great liar that is able to find the truth in something. Fiction can be so much better at telling the truth than the nonfiction can be.
1: That's really great stuff right there. Um, I never really thought about it like that, but that's totally true. It's Again, even whenever I think to my own personal book and the stories that I tell, like um well i guess here's the thing everyone tells themselves stories about how certain things happened right or their life um it's kind of this idea where there there's many different ways that you can take something in your life uh let's say that um as a kid maybe somebody was abused mm-hmm. Well, there's two, at least two ways to tell that story as you're older in life. It's, you know, one possibility would be, you know what, this happened to me and I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen to anyone else.
2: Yeah.
1: Another part, another way to tell that story is like, oh no, like I am wrecked in my life because this thing happened to me and I don't. I, I can't deal with it. Yep. Right. And again, not saying there's anything wrong with with any of that. So yep. That's not what I'm getting to. What what I'm getting to is there are so many ways to take stories. So like for for me personally, it was um you know, whenever I lost my daughter, it was what is the story that I want people to leave with?
2: Yeah.
1: And um you know, we well, like a week later or so. We kind of had this sort of like memorial thing, and I was like, "No, I'm the one that's gonna do the eulogy. Like, nobody else." Yeah. Um, because I'm like, I I know how this goes when somebody else is going to talk about this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And to me, that that's where, that's that's where in my mind, where I'm like, that's where I, I want the story to be positive. I refuse to let this just be a tragedy. So I'm like, I need to, to, it wasn't the best eulogy ever. I could have done better, but (laughs) um, I mean, it took me a couple of weeks to just write something that I felt like I was happy with being able to say in front of everybody. And um, where, where it would have been very easy to just talk about, the, the tragedy side of things, right? No. Should this thing have ever happened? No. Do I wish this on anybody? No. Like, you know, are we up all night thinking about this? Like, yes. <laughs> like, that's, that's not like, yeah. that's not part of the story that I wanted to tell. So when you say things like lying to tell the truth, it's like, well, like, yeah, like, could I make a story on just how often we just cried as a family like I probably could but that's not really one that I want <laughs> to to tell like I don't think that's helpful for anybody in this world so like for me I would rather talk about um the many doctors that were constantly running in and out like working their asses off um all the people that she even in the 10 days that she was here she impacted so many lives Like, that's, that's the story that I wanted to tell. And even, so even after that whole thing, like, I don't think that people understood it still. So I'm like, I need to go farther with telling this story. So that's why we made Where Are You Now? Because I'm like, I, I wanted people to be able to feel what you're going to feel, right? But I want people to be able to take something positive or take some hope from a tragedy. And I, I, there, there are times where I definitely feel like I'm like, I feel like I'm kind of like lying about this aspect a little bit. Because if I'm like omitting certain things, um, but at the same time, I'm like, well, that's, that's not what I want people to feel. Like, this is what I want people to feel. So I'm going to craft that as the story, you know?
0: And again, you have that power to be able to control those emotions right? To make people feel what you need to feel because you're a good storyteller. That's, that's what it is. It's that power. And I think about that with, with a lot of work. I, I, there's this really big pressure, I think, and it's relatively new. It's kind of like mid 19th century and on that all work, all artistic work needs to be incredibly personal, right? Right. To say something about someone before that, it's like, I mean, really i mean a lot of the renaissance was fan fiction in a different font you know no. <laughs> i mean that's really what it is it's um there's a very different pressure now where okay i need to be incredibly personal and it needs to be sad almost you know right. this needs to, especially like i think about that in, in indie filmmaking this needs to hurt someone you know cuz i'm right. hurt and somebody else needs to cry about this with me and right. i think if you're a good storyteller you can find something else in that, in that pain or in that joy that you want to tell other people and make them feel something different maybe. Um, that's something that I think holds a lot of power. And I, that's, I, I talk to, whenever I talk to students, I always tell them that, that you are under no obligation to invite someone into your trauma. Right. But you are, as a good storyteller, under the obligation to open up your chest and bleed a little bit. Right. So when you are able to tell those very personal stories, you know, you have the control of how do I want the audience to feel after hearing this story? After I tell them this lie about what the story is, how do I how do I make them feel about that? That is such extreme power, but it's right. it's wonderful, you know.
1: Right. So this is going to take me to. Let's talk about politics for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how far do I want to go here? Um,
0: Just dive in. Let's
1: go. Uh, all right. So, I I'll start here. I I generally s- try to stay away from the extreme sides in mm-hmm. all. In all angles. I am much more in the middle of things. Which is really difficult to find sometimes, honestly. Yeah. Um, because we only seem to talk about the extremes on everything. Because that's the thing that people want, right? We're divided Those... and it
0: makes good content.
1: It it does. And that's that's where it gets really tricky. Is that... Okay, so... With... Donald Trump, 2016, he was able to create polarizing content. Was it all factual? No, not really. Um, (laughs) um, But other people saw it as a truth. Mm -hmm. And this is, it's, I don't know, it's a really, really fuzzy world that I i don't like right but it was it's the start of the new politics yeah and to me it's it's not just scary for one side it's scary for both sides because now we just we can't really believe anything um but there's this confirmation bias where people will believe whatever they or search search that content that they particularly believe yeah leads to people thinking our world is flat or vaccines don't work or i don't know a whole bunch of other things
0: well and um, it's it's Machiavellian it's fear-based we have a it's like a Machiavellian you know algorithm at this point
1: right and it's it's a dangerous thing yeah but that's where i always i, I go back to that idea i'm like okay they're telling stories. They're telling good stories that people are searching for and are eating up and are they're, they're consuming these stories. Yeah. When I say they're good, I mean, they're interesting is what I mean. They will keep their eyeballs on them because they're like, wow, what is happening here? Um, again, I, I do believe that both sides now do this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, while it is, dangerous it's always like it's hard for me to figure out like okay what is the solution for something like that and and does that mean what i'm doing
0: is wrong as well i think politicians showcase exactly how how storytelling like how strong it can be Mm -hmm. because they are the best at it i mean if you can get you know half of the population to agree on one storyline, on one lie, that is an incredible amount of power. And that's so right. frightening. I mean, it, it's it's scary because if we could do that with good stories, think about how much better the world would be. Right. But because we lead on fear, it's it's powerful in all the wrong ways.
1: Right. But, and I think that's some of the... The only content that actually exists based on fear. And I think that we are, as humans, kind of naturally looking for those stories based on fear. Because those are the ones we learn the most from, right? Don't go by the water. You will drown and die.
0: But if you come over here, you'll be safe. Right. If you dislike this other person, you'll be safe.
1: Right. So they're kind of hacking this sort of biology. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, again, it's, it's, it's pretty scary, but I, I guess what I want to do is just distinguish the difference between the stories that we're talking about. And when we say like, sometimes it, it can be considered a lie and the difference between, again, trying to get people to be afraid of something to yeah. buy into something else. Um.
0: It's sad because lies can be beautiful things
1: right um and that's I mean I think that's why we're so drawn to television and and movies Mm -hmm. as humans also is like we're we're watching for the stories we're waiting for a lesson to be learned yeah um we're trying to figure out how we would handle a situation if we were if that was us um And that's why we cry at the movies, right? Like we're able to so easily put ourselves in some of those shoes sometimes where we we can't have those emotions. Or again, we laugh at things because it's like, wow, if that actually happened, like, like, no, these are actors reading scripts, but we, we choose to believe them, which is pretty incredible when you think about it.
0: The human ability for our suspension of disbelief is incredible. And I have the most. I cry at the drop of a hat. I I'm, I, I watch Leave It to Beaver and I cry. That's so <laughs> sad. I'm like, look at this lesson we're learning. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's like it just it pulls at the heartstrings. I, I cry so easily. But my suspension of disbelief, it's like, yeah, I'll believe it. Yep, 100%. You give me those actors. You give me that story. I am here for it. You know? Right. But I want to. I want to believe in that world. And I think that's something, like, for me as a storyteller, for my own personal work, like, I think you have to be able to, and this is for everyone, when you want to be a great storyteller, you have to be able to answer, why do you want to tell these stories? You know, where do your stories come from and why do you want to tell them? You know, I tell a lot of stories about artistic communities because, for me, it can feel very isolating to live, especially in rural united states where there isn't a lot of big communities that are fostering you know really um great artistic events artistic communities and so i write about characters that are in those in those communities in those spaces because i want to be around those people and i want to believe those people exist so when i'm going to the movies i want to believe these people exist desperately because i want them in this world so i am going to cry and i am going to suspend that disbelief for you know an hour and a half because it, it brings us joy it, it comforts us
1: right I love it all right let's go to some final thoughts here and um, do something a little bit different mm. this week Ooh. Uh, let's go let's go back to the question again yeah and try to answer this in a much shorter way for our final thoughts <laughs> so how do you find the right stories to tell for clients Shelby
0: I think again going back to this it's finding the human story within within what they have, asking the right questions, you know, how can you, how can you sit down, you know, if you're in your kickoff meeting or wherever you're at with your client and say, okay, well, what is the heart of your brand? What is the heart of the story that we're trying to tell here? And how do we make this more personal for the audience, for them to relate to, you know, what is, what is the authenticity, our buzzword, what is the authenticity of the story? Um, And see what you can put of yourself in there, because I think, we all have such unique voices when it comes to storytelling that you can find your your spot within within that story that you're trying to tell.
1: Right. Yeah, and that's, that's similar to what I would say too is no matter how radically different your path can be and a clients or the audience of your client, there is going to be some place plotted on that path where you and that person intersect. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that's the place to start. And again, I'm not saying just tell that part of the story and that's it. But I'm saying, like, I think you can then envision yourself changing paths at that point and say, like, okay, well, this is what we had up, like, up until this point, this is what we had in common. And how do we want to tell these now? And the thing I didn't say before, but you kind of touched on a little bit is... Thinking about the characters in the story that you have. Um, Again, whether this is a story that they have as a a company um, or a story that you personally have. Like, we all know that this can't be done alone. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's the other thing is, like, we always have to think about the characters. What are their purposes in... The overall story that we're trying to tell. Yeah. Another way that sometimes we come up with lies because we're like, hmm, we need a character that's going to complement this or contrast that. So we're going to add a character into this thing, right? Um, like a, another again conversation we were having yesterday was like, hey, can we? Should we be adding a supporting character to this? Mm-hmm. Again, talking about like a live action shoot, and it's like, yeah, it, it would actually be nice to to have a supporting a supporting role that supports the overall story that we're trying to tell, not just out of the lips from one person mm-hmm. um so think about think about the characters in in every story and I don't know not saying that a character needs to play a role of villain, but there needs to there needs to be conflict of some kind yeah. right great stories need conflict, and it can it can be hard to find that. Again, like, especially you don't want to, like, say, like, this person was the worst um, <laughs> and, like, name them. You don't necessarily want to do that. But, like, it can, that conflict can be from any sort of problem that yeah. they have in their lives. But, again, it has to be a real villain.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Like, I probably don't want to go here, but, like, we all know Hitler by one name because he was the most evil villain that we've ever encountered. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, like not saying that your villains need to be Hitler if you're selling no. paper towels. <laughs> don't do that. Um, you know,
0: your, your villain is the spilled cereal in the morning as everyone is trying to get ready to go to school. You know, that's a villain. That sucks.
1: Right. Right. So I guess that, that's, that's all I would say is think about where your intersection is and, and think about the contrast of the different characters that need to mm-hmm. be in the story to tell it effectively. All right, that's all we got. Anything anything else you want to add, Shelby?
0: No, I think this this was good. I liked this one.
1: Good. All right, uh, to everyone, thanks for listening. I love you, bye.
0: The Comanzy Show is created by Made By Things. And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a
2: message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.